and we're live, David. Oh my goodness! It appears as if we are live. This is crazy. That was our warm-up song. It was. Yeah, we were we were absolutely getting ready and prepared for everything. So I'm gonna throw off. I'm gonna start everything off with with a banger. All right, Good, all right, Kobe. Are you ready? No. Is your mind ready? Are you prepared? Are you are you really ready? I am. I am. I am already in my pajama pants, so I'm ready so, to go. So, uh, f- first of all, Kobe, Kobe Williams, does a straw have two holes or one hole? Okay, now that we're starting this conversation, I saw I saw this on Instagram, and I was like, because they were, uh, I saw it on a post, and I was just like, I don't know my thoughts on this, and I kind of <laughs> wanted to give you the floor here. See, I don't know my thoughts either. Um, see, it's tough. I I feel like it's. I don't want to – I feel like this is like a cop-out answer, and I don't want to say that it's like just a perspective thing, but I feel like it depends on how you're looking at the straw because like if you're looking at it from the side, then it's got two holes. But if you're looking at it from the vantage point of the hole, then it's only one, right? Right, yeah. So like – so I've thought about this a lot actually, Um, and here's usually where my thought process takes me. So say you dig a hole literally straight through the earth, like – Wherever is I don't, is it China that's on the opposite side of the world from us? I don't I don't know. But yeah. hypothetically, say we dig a hole all the way through China. If we're looking straight through that hole and theoretically we're able to see all the way through it, right? That would be considered one hole, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were to go in between the middle points and walk left to our hole and then walk back and walk right to China, it would show up as two different holes. So I think Interesting. It, it's a perspective thing, right? Yeah, it's nuanced. <clears throat> That's that's a tough one though. That is a if tough you, one. It it is. It, and I don't think you're copying out. I think that's kind of the point of it. It's like it's all about the perspective on it. Because I'm kind of like, uh, initially, you know, I'm like, I'm like, is this a cop out answer? Is it not? And I, you know what? I don't think it is. I think it really is is a perspective on that particular situation. I just saw it and I was just like, I want to know his, his thoughts on it. I thought about it like five minutes ago and I'm like, I'm like I'll fair. see what he thinks. <clears throat> what is, uh, what's, what's your thoughts on it? Is it perspective too or like what? It what has are you to be thinking? perspective, right? But I, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, I guess I would say one hole, you know? But mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> crazy thought straight from the, uh, the minds of Tumblr, probably. I'm assuming that's where I got it from. Sure. But like, think about a net, right? If you uh, if you cut a hole in a net, isn't there just less holes? Oh, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Man, the world's dumb, isn't it? The world is dumb. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I hate that. I hated that. But I. But that is absolute. Damn it. That's gonna bother me. Good. That is. That was the entire purpose. Hey, I don't think I told you this. We got a. We got an email from a uh, from a fan, by the way. What we did from uh, Becca Bearden. Now, oh, I gotta be Bearden. honest. She, uh, I got a little bit of gripe with Becca because she, the subject line was as if she was posing as Scrub Daddy. Oh, and huh. Kind of lured me in for a second because I was like, "Hey, like they saw the podcast, they're ready to give us a sponsorship." But she did immediately apologize for the deceptive, deceptive subject line. Um, but she just wanted to say that we are working our way up to be her seventh favorite podcast and she wanted to give encouragement with that. And she really liked our conversation with Ryan about the topic of what is success to you and thinks that would be a good subject to ask guests whenever they, uh, they appear on the show. So I, I, I absolutely to agree shout with that. that out to you. That's like, that's so exciting. What? Thank you, Becca. I appreciate you, and thank you so much for listening. You are absolutely lovely. Um, that was a good conversation, though, I think, and I think that it, it is an interesting one to ask people because there's so much different positional, you know, approaches to everyone. Everyone has their own, you know, unique way that they were, you know, raised, built mm-hmm. up, different circumstances, determining different things and different goals, different desires and, like, um, it is really cool to kind of get into someone's headspace like that. I know we kind of have more, uh, more, um, you know, kind of, you know, fun, dumb hypotheticals like, you know, is a straw one hole or two holes and whatnot. But it is, it is really nice and pleasant to have those more in-depth conversations and kind of get into people's headspaces and 
so forth. So, Becca, whenever we do have more guests, maybe you should be a guest, Becca Bearden. Um, this is true. We'll absolutely continue asking those kind of questions and uh, uh, continuing to probe that way because, I don't know, I think it's really cool to get into the headspace of people and see how they all how, how they think and what they uh, what inspires them, what wakes them up in the morning. And, um, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think going <clears throat> off of that, like that, that's kind of the entire theme behind this podcast is that it can be serious, but it doesn't have to be, right? Right. And so yeah. I think, I mean, on Spotify, the genre is listed as comedy, but that's because I didn't really know what to list it as. Um, so Shenanigans. that's like the closest yeah. thing. They didn't, they didn't have that as a category, which they Spotify, did if you're hearing this, you're putting us in a that. box. Yeah, you're putting us in a box. Spotify. You are confining creation, and I don't like that. Yeah. But we'll still take some sponsorships from you. We will, but absolutely. More so a particular uh, Scrub Daddy. Uh, Scrub Daddy is a fantastic sponge, and um, it's something that I think uh, everyone should purchase and buy. And uh, and we have no ads for Scrub Daddy just yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because, I don't know, maybe they're, they're gauging us, they're figuring <laughs> us out. Scrub Daddy, you should listen to Possibly Rambling and consider sponsoring us. You should. Because... You should. I'm, I'm going to order a Scrub Daddy this week. Um, good. Good. Speaking of things that I did this past week, I want you to know, David, that I consider myself a pretty open-minded guy a lot okay. of times, right? Right. And I like the idea of when you get into a debate about conversation with somebody, the idea of you know really trying to understand where they're coming from, because I think that creates more meaningful conversation, right? I agree. So I have to tell you, I tried wiping standing up. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I am not. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a stander. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, I gave it a shot. I did, and it just it didn't feel right. You know, not everyone can be quite the <laughs> maverick. You know, not everyone can have that that certain uh, certain um, <clears throat> intangible for greatness, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm glad you tried it. I <laughs> I thought we were about to have a really like intense, meaningful conversation, and I was like, I was like, where is he going with this? I'm in, I'm interested. And you're like, I I wiped my ass standing up, and it sucked, David. Uh, so, but I <laughs> well, I, just, I had to let you know that I did try it because you know I'm, I'm trying to no. I'm trying to you know explore, venture out in life, you know. To try to find these different passions and if wiping standing up was to be a passion of mine i needed to know but it is right. it is not a passion <laughs> a philosophy it is not in my way of life man so. <laughs> yeah. so i i'll be honest i've i've really thought hard several times over the past couple of weeks i'm like should i try wiping sitting down and i can't because it's just i feel like i've made it's, it's myself a routine, so, right it's like a routine it's, it is but I feel like I've I've dug myself such a hole with it where I really have to like – like it's becoming part of my identity in a way. And so I feel like I have to really stay convicted in that notion, you know? Like I have to like – like it's it's part of me. I'm a stander. It's what I'm about. Counterpoint. And this is, this is even more serious than wiping. Good. But I think it applies to wiping here. Um, you say that you, you're afraid to try it because – because you're afraid it would hurt your conviction. But I think that exploring new things and trying new things and, you know, finding new things about yourself in that sense is not a bad thing. And I don't think it hurts your conviction. I think, if anything, it enforces your conviction to improving your mindset. You know what? I, that, that, that honestly is a very fair point. So I struggle with stubbornness in general. I will say that mm. I struggle with stubbornness in general and, and, you know, and, uh, and kind of going to a previous conversation that, that, that you were, you know, having before you said that you, uh, uh, attempted to wipe standing up, um, the whole like notion of being open-minded to different things like that, whatever it is, and open-minded in a disagreeable, like, even if you disagree with the opposition and whatnot to attempt it. So, uh, I, I feel moved, um, and I feel there needs to be a, uh, a a change in how I approach things, Kilby. And so this week, I promise you, before the next uh, uh, podcast, I will 
I will wipe my ass in more than one way this week. Not just standing up. I'll do it sitting down. I'll do I it thought, from different... I thought you were going to say not just sitting down, and I was really intrigued about what the third option was. Oh, man. Maybe maybe I'll find another way. Maybe I'll go on a spiritual journey on what might be. And if I, if I remain a stander, I will be adamant about it, and I will feel good about it because I will have tested out these different theories, right? That is these different fair. concepts. That is is uh, the third way just not wiping instead just immediately taking a shower? That could be one. Um, I was thinking maybe something more spiritual, maybe something like <laughs> levitating or like trying to like meditate and like, I don't know, balance myself like physically off of the toilet. I don't even know. I don't even know how I can do this yet. Do uh, do like the two finger handstand thing? Two finger handstand thing? Yeah, absolutely. And just air dry? I don't know. It's interesting. If you if you manage to find a, um, a third way to do this effectively, yeah. please, please let me know um, because absolutely. I – I, I I don't like to think that we live in a world of black and white all the time, but right. when it comes to that, I, I I don't think there's really more than two ways to do it. To be honest, you don't. Well, I guess there's different. I'm I think I'll disagree with you on this. So okay. I think that there is a spectrum to wiping your ass, and what I what I think with that is there's different ways to wipe it. Away, you know, whether it's front to back, back to front, standing, and then not standing, and then you have different com- combinations. And different philosophies. Hell, you can stand up and do the hokey pokey and like whatever you want to do. Make it a ritual. Make it a thing. There's so, those that have bidets that don't. There's there there is bidets. They don't need it. And there's and then there's people that are you know maybe you use wet wipes, maybe you use toilet paper. No set, right? You know who really knows? But uh, I think there's a spectrum to it, and I will explore uh, this this avenue this week and. And I will report back to you and I'll give you my honest opinion. I I will admit now my positional bias of standing and the way it makes me feel empowered. Uh, <laughs> but I will uh, I will test this and see where where it takes us, I suppose. Well, I appreciate that. Um, a, I appreciate you, uh, you know, accepting the bias that you do currently hold with it. Um, but I look forward to reading your results uh, in full APA format with proper Good. citations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I fun fact, <laughs> I actually I actually still have friends that um, ask me for help with APA formatting, um, which is really funny because I have not written a paper in two years. <clears throat> right. Um, but I had a friend just the other day. She was like, hey, like I'm writing an APA article and or like, paper or whatever and i i need help with the citations and i was like sure i'll give it a shot and i think i gave her the right answer i'm like 90 percent sure i gave her the right answer but, but that 10 percent is lingering is, yeah it's, it's out it there it's in the it's in the abyss of you know fuck it because well, like i happens. didn't i didn't look it up because like if she wanted me to look it up then she would have just looked it up you know right so i don't know but i'm, I'm pretty sure pretty sure i gave the right answer I'll be I'll be honest, man. I think I've forgotten most of how to APA, but I think I could have like a quick refresher and figure it out, you know. But uh, is, I, think, I mean, uh, is citations in general pretty like for APA? Isn't that pretty? Um, I mean, it's pretty. There's like a formula to it. There's a formula to all citations, but there's the formula if you just like follow it. It should be you know not too difficult. Yeah, right? it is. It is. I, to be honest. I like if if you were to ask me to like cite articles in APA format, I would do it out of like muscle memory more than anything. Oh, that's um, fair. Because I don't I don't think I could list off the format, but yeah. I could definitely like just type it out, and I'd be like, yeah, this feels right. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So change topics a bit. <clears throat> yes, I wanted to bring this up for you because we had an interesting conversation. I don't remember if it was episode one or episode zero. Um, where we talked about the movie theater industry and Ooh, how yes. we think streaming that was will one, affect I think. it. Was it one? Yeah, that was, that was episode one. Okay. Um, and we talked about, you know, our thoughts on like, you know, how will streaming affect it and everything. And something we didn't touch on was how uh, streaming services will affect like contracts for actors. And I oh. was reading the thing recently. I don't know if you heard oh, it about the Scarlett yeah. Johansson lawsuit. Yeah, that's so that's so messed up, bro. Like, like it's it is right. Like, like I I get the contract right, but at at like the same time, um, 
yo, she she is the star power in that movie. You know what I mean? Like like people want to see Scarlett Johansson in that movie. Yeah, no, I absolutely like, agree. And for those of you who don't know what's going on, so basically the Black Widow movie came out, and if you don't know, Scarlett Johansson is the the lead actor for it. Um, phenomenal in the role, in the role. Um, and uh, honestly, I know a lot of people like kind of hated on the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I saw it. Uh, I I enjoyed it. You know, I I like the Marvel movies in general, um, and it was nice to have another one. Um, but they what Disney did was they released it in theaters and they released it on Disney Plus simultaneously, which is what a lot of like streaming services are doing now um, with like COVID and everything happening. So they're trying to like, keep you know revenue up for the movie. Uh, which makes sense in the sense that they want to get, you know, the money that, you know, they they feel they deserve for the movie, right? But the problem is, is that these actors' contracts, which I, I'm assuming were written before COVID happened, and so that's why it's not like a, uh, it's not like being amended immediately. Um, they do not include streaming service release, like, profits from that. And so the, like, for Scarlett Johansson, she receives, you know, a certain profit from the theatrical release of the movie, but if the theatrical release does not, you know, blow up as it normally would because they're releasing it on streaming services as well, then Disney's making all the money from the streaming services, but not being not paying the actors for that. And it's it's been a really big, really big debate. She's actually suing Disney for that. And uh, I think I read that they responded, but I don't remember what they said. Like I didn't. I knew that I know they responded with something, but I don't know exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to get your thoughts, David, on you know, a how long do you think it will take before you know actors and these contracts start being amended? Do you think it's like an immediate thing, or do you think it's going to be a process? And b how do you think that's going to work with streaming services and theaters kind of coexisting towards the profits t- for the actors? Yeah, so um, uh, that's a doozy, right? So I, I, I think it, it really does depend, right? Because especially with, I think Marvel movies are going to be a, a whole different, you know, um, a whole different bag than other stuff. Because um, from what I know, from what I remember, I mem- you know, remember hearing a lot about like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and how they were kind of getting tired of doing these Marvel movies because they signed up for like a 10 movie contract, right? And so they signed up for all these – they signed up to do so many of these movies, these contracts for, you know, like 2010 or 2008 or whatever it'll be, right? And so they had they had to fulfill those contracts. Um, and and it seems like – it seems like even though they played the role so well and, you know, th- they'll be remembered for these roles and they probably enjoy these roles, right? They were getting exhausted of it and they wanted to um, – uh, it seems like they wanted to get out of it, honestly, right? But it doesn't didn't seem like the Marvel industry was really willing to do that and really willing to amend these contracts. Um, so that's from that standpoint. Now, from the financial standpoint, you would like to think that these industries, you know, like Marvel or Disney or, you know, Warner Brothers or whatever it is, right, would really be willing to... Um, uh, would really be... Um, open-minded to you know i don't know paying the actor right because like they're making the movie like they're making profit off of someone's performance and and even though if it's not from like a streaming service right i mean from excuse me so from the streaming aspect of it scarlett johansson wasn't making any any of the money off of it but like but like that's what's selling the movie she is a you know she she is a superstar and so you like I, I don't know if they will mend it. I think there'll be enough backlash where, where I see that they would like. I think there will be enough backlash and enough support for Scarlett Johansson and this kind of like ethics of it that that it'll be amendable. Um, that's what I think. Uh, now on top of that, though, regarding other stuff, um, I think it really does make people really look even more and more at the fine print of these contracts but for the most part i think most of them unless there are you know like a superhero movie that has the potential to be a trilogy or has the potential to be you know added on into like a universe like marvel or whatnot i think a lot of these movies are going to be 
a single movie, you know, one movie or one, you know, one thing like that, where in like some series and shows and stuff, you get paid per episode and just like movies, you get paid per movie. Um, I think these contracts will, it won't be as huge of a deal because they'll be so, um, it'll be maintained by a movie basis instead of trilogy or series. I got you. That's what I think, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely does. And I think, you know, you made a good point in saying that, um, you know, Scarlett Johansson and it being a Marvel movie, there's enough star power to really kind of initiate that that change. Because I, I, I think if it were if I think if it weren't a Marvel movie being kind of the center of it for you know, because I mean, this is the first that I've heard of, like, I've even thought about, you know, how does streaming services affect the actors pay, right? And I probably would not have thought about it unless it's something like a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, something that's, you know, that huge and that big of a universe. Um, so I, I think it is, you know, it is really important that like, that with the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, she's kind of setting the standard for that. Um in the sense that, like, you know, she's obviously a, a, a star star role, right? And, right? and so if, you know, if she's able to enact that change, then that kind of affects how it, how it would with smaller actors as well who might not have the same ability to have, like, the same audience, if that and, makes sense. Right, and are we are we sure that this is only affecting Scarlett Johansson, or is it – or, or I assume, do we, I'm, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming that it, it would affect the entire cast, right? Right. Yeah, you would assume so, right? And so, and the other thing that makes it so, you know, screwed up to me as well is, man, it's not like Marvel and Disney are hurting for money, bro. Like, so it, it looks, oh, yeah. it looks just like they're just being stingy and they're just being kind of like effed up about the situation because it's like, hey, yo, you're just like, you're skimping on paying your people. Um, granted, like I said, honor the contract, sure, but there was that, that that was a real monkey's paw kind of situation, you know. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't enjoy that. Didn't enjoy hearing about that or reading about that because it makes you be like, hey, like, you know, and and it's simple, right? It's simple. If Marvel is just like, oh, hey, we'll just pay you, then like everything's good, everything's cool, whatever. But if they don't, that's gonna be like, then you know, I don't know. Well, and I think it's nice to kind of hit on the fact that, you know, a lot of times we look at like these A-list celebrities as their own kind of individual, I don't want to say just say class, but like individual section of people. And in a sense they are, you know, there's a lot of ways that they're kind of disconnected from, you know, everyday life that, you know, the everyday person will experience. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's still people doing a job and expecting fair compensation for that job. Um, and so I, I think, you know, they – even though they might live, you know, a different way than I don't want to say us like common people, but like you know what I'm trying to say, like they they kind of live that different lifestyle. Um, yeah, they no, still class. Yeah. they still have the right to you know to fight for what they consider fair equity for themselves. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Well, and no, look, like at, at this point, it's more about the principle because I mean, it, it's you know, I I don't you know know for sure, but I mean. Scarlett Johansson is probably pretty well off financially. Like, let's, you know, let's be real, right? But yeah, it is, it is just reading on it, just on the surface, you know, without diving too hard into it and diving into it. It just feels, it just feels effed up by a, you know, big corp, corp, corporation kind of, you know, like screwing over its worker, to be honest. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, I don't want it to be, make it seem like, like that, but it's like there, there already is a, you know, um, these corporations and these big, you know, industries and stuff, they can't get, get away with this kind of kind of thing now because, I don't know, people are willing to call them out with, with whatever it is, right? Especially it is if it's, like, fair compensation. Like, especially fair compensation. Like, I don't know, pay your pay your worker. Yeah, no, I get you. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> um, speaking, speaking of movies, um, have you seen the new uh, Venom trailer? No, I haven't seen seen the new Venom trailer. It that one has Woody Harrelson in it, right? He's it Carnage, does. right? It does. He's playing as uh, Cletus Cassidy, otherwise Cletus. Known as Carnage. Ah. And I uh, I saw the trailer for the first time yesterday. Uh, it was the last night or this morning, actually. I don't remember. Um, and who I I'm very excited for this movie. I actually really enjoyed. I don't. Did you ever see the first one? 
I didn't actually. I did not. I, so I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it was nice to get a representation of Venom that wasn't the uh, the Sam Raimi <laughs> Spider Man Three Venom. That one was um, tough, which was disappointing. Be, you know, whether his fault, whether the studio executives' fault, who you know, in the end, who really knows? Um, but it was nice to kind of get like a more accurate portrayal of Venom. Uh, but I, I'm very excited for this new movie. It 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 looks. I mean, it, I, I'm going to watch like a superhero movie with a lot of fighting for like the fighting. You know, I'm watching. I'm I'm there to see things blow up and like see right, yeah, great yeah. CGI fights and stuff. But you know, it looks like it's going to be a good one. So I, I definitely recommend watching it. Now, poor Topher Grace. I love Topher Grace. That was the guy who played Venom in the yeah. Sam Raimi one. And he, you know, he's in that '70s show. Love him in that '70s show, but. Man, he doesn't make a great villain, you know? He really... He he has too much of the... I don't know, like... Awkwardness? Yeah, like, he's, like, he's a really... He's a really, like, likable individual, but he doesn't have... He doesn't read... He doesn't feel antagonistic to me, you Yeah, know? yeah, no, I get the same thing. Like, in Spider-Man 3 specifically, like, you know, you, you think of, like, Eddie Brock as, like... I mean, the way I pictured him when, you know, if you, like, were to describe him is like the kind of the confident, arrogant guy. And, and Topher Grace just doesn't really come off arrogant to me. Yeah, I feel that. Absolutely. Tom Hardy does. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy Tom, can absolutely do that. Tom Hardy's just phenomenal in general. He um, is, honestly. Oh, man, that, that man can act. You know, I I, th- I think he was, you know, thinking like the Dark Knight trilogies. Um, obviously, he wasn't like the best villain out of all of them because, you know, the Joker and the Dark Knight. But I, I really think he did a really good job with Bane. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was just awesome. It was badass. And I've it, seen it. It was. And, and like the line delivery was just always spot on. I don't know. I'm a big, I big Tom seen, Hardy fan. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie with Tom Hardy that I've disliked, if I'm being honest. I'm not saying that they're not out there, but because um, I, I haven't seen some of his older stuff. There's some stuff that I haven't seen, you know, whenever he was first kind of like coming out. I haven't seen some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think he did like a fight movie. I haven't seen that one. He did. I saw that one. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. It was like a UFC movie. Um, yeah. Warrior, I believe, was the name of it. Uh, I watched it actually like just a couple months ago for the first time. Uh, and I, oh. I enjoyed it. I did. I um, uh, Have you seen the movie where he plays two people? He plays like two twins, the craze? I have so seen like, that one. Uh, Legend. Yeah, Legend. He plays that was a good gangsters. movie. That was yeah. a really good movie too. Um, it was really cool to see how he like plays two people that are so similar but yet distinctly different at the same time. Right. And like I don't know, his his ability to kind of just transform into the character is is really really fun to watch. Yeah, I'm a fan of him for sure, for sure, for sure. I know it's not that segment yet, but I think Tom Hardy's a little bit underrated, to be honest. I, you know, I want to say though, but like, okay, I want to say he's underrated, but I want to say he's properly rated at the same time. Maybe he's underrated, but I still think it's hard to say someone's underrated when. You know, over the last like several years of life, people always do the whole. You know, people love to quote Bane from Batman, whether it's a joke or not. The whole that like, is fair. That oh, is fair. you know, Darkness is my ally. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I feel like crashing this really, plane, crashing this plane, right? Ooh, right. So I think that there is a uh, uh, people know who he is. You know, and people really enjoyed that character. Now, whether I, I, I guess you, you could say that I think maybe his other acting, his other performances are are underrated because I don't know how many people, you know, I don't know a ton of people who have seen Legend, but not saying people haven't seen it. But mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't the same, you know. Uh, um, like pop culture. Yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. He, and he also did play, I think he played like a pretty, not like a lead role, but like a, uh, like a co-starring role in... Um, inception i think i think he's done a couple things with um christopher nolan and what else um you know i know he's uh he plays one of the characters in peaky blinders the uh the netflix show yeah um, towards like the middle to later seasons he's in there i believe um and i've heard good things i've i'm gonna be honest i i have been meaning to watch all of peaky blinders for a while now right um and every time i go to start it i just i don't know what it is for some reason I think it's like it's a similar thing with Breaking Bad in the sense that I I haven't finished it because I haven't binged it. Um, oh, like with okay. Breaking Bad, I know that it's phenomenal. I know it's one of the best shows of all time, 
but I get really anxious when I'm watching it. And so it's really hard for me to like binge and I have to be in a mood to watch it. And I think it's a similar mm. thing with Peaky Blinders in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think some shows too, you know, they, they kind of have that, that kind of energy to them where there are some shows that are fun where you can just kind of like watch it and not think. And that's kind of a fun show to binge where you can kind of just like, and I'm not trying to like bring up a more like comedy sitcomy stuff, but those are just easier to digest where you can just kind of sit there and be like, oh, this was fun. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If that absolutely. makes sense. Like I can throw on like community in the background and yeah, be like, right. you know, I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to pay attention, pay attention, but like at the same time, like it, you don't have to, you don't have to like focus and, and, and like ingest and digest as much. I don't think. Right. Right. And that goes for, and that also goes for me to like documentaries. Like I was just like me and my partner, we were cleaning up like my living room today. We were just like cleaning it up and we just put on a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's about, it's about fungi. It was a good time. Nice. Nice. You know, just something that can kind of be on the background. I, I love nature documentaries. Yo, they're so good. Like with a passion. They're so good. Although one of my favorite things of all time was, have you seen the, uh, the, the videos where Snoop Dogg is narrating? Yeah, those are so good. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, like I mean, I know that like adds comedy into it, but oh man, just I mean, just nature documentaries in general. I I I'm very fascinated with like how kind of like wildlife and nature is like so different in different like cultures. Because like I've lived in the same same pretty much geographical region my entire life. I've lived in Texas my entire life. For right. a little bit, I was in West Texas where it's like a drier climate. But for the most part, it's been north to east, northeast Texas, right? Okay, yeah. And so I haven't really experienced that much. Uh, I went to Colorado for the first time last year and uh, saw like elk and stuff, and that was different for me. But like, I don't know. It's it's so fascinating to see like how how it's, like some creatures survive and things like that. And it's it's always the ones like you don't think will survive, and yet they find a way. I don't know. It's just there's something really just kind of impactful about that. Yeah, beautiful, honestly. And also with, with those two, like some of those, uh, I know we were talking about like Snoop Dogg, like narrating, but like David Attenborough, uh, the yes. guy, yeah, like the guy himself, man, that, that guy is such a good narrator and he has such a good voice. And and it, it uh, just, yeah, and it, it helps set the scene, set the tone, uh, the mindset. He, he does it so well. It's just, it's, it's I feel like it, within like pop culture, there's certain people kind of like a David uh it's atten is it attenberg or attenborough i think it's attenborough attenborough okay kind of like david attenborough where like his place is kind of there you know like that that makes sense for him i think it's kind of similar to like an alex trebek like alex trebek hosted jeopardy right and right rest in peace because i love alex to death r.i.p um but like that was like that was his thing like no one's no one's going to be better than that at that particular role um, yeah, it I, has I think, to be a comp- I think a lot of people talk about like, you know, actors born to play a certain role, but I think when it comes to like even narration and like TV hosting, there's some people that are just born to be in that particular spot and it's so cool to watch like watch them succeed in something that like they're obviously a passionate about and b just really really good at. <laughs> yeah, I I agree too and that, that that's really an interesting take as well cuz there's so much, you know, We'll talk about like some of the more mainstream stuff or the more some of like the bigger stuff where it's like who's playing these superheroes that everyone loves or who plays, you know, like, um, I don't know, just some of these more cooler, like cooler characters in a, I don't know, a Tarantino movie or something like just like Uma Thurman, right? Or something like that, right? But, um, um, but uh, it, it is really interesting too because, I mean, if we could t- talk about that too with like, um, different kind of host, just like just like late night host, or uh, or we can talk about it with like Bob Barker and fucking Price is Right, or uh, any of those kind of things. And I don't know. Some, I mean, obviously, there's been t- times where there's been different judges and stuff. I mean, and I don't know about you too. Like, there's been different judges for like American Home Videos. I know you've watched those before. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I and I think the best one. Oh, I forget his name. I felt so terrible. Not Bob Saget, and not um, and not and not Carlton. Who am I thinking? It was it was the guy when we were growing up, right? Yeah, that like, guy like super good. He was on um, Dancing with the Stars, I think, as well. He's the host of that. See, I never watched Dancing with the Stars. 
Oh, okay. Oh, let me look at. Let me look them up. I have to look them up so I feel most. Uh... You know what shows I really enjoy? What? Um, and maybe it's because I've watched them with like my grandparents so much, but I really like watching cooking shows. Um, and I Tom don't... Bergeron. Sorry, Tom Bergeron. That that handsome son of a gun. Anyways, go ahead. Um, no, you're good. Uh, I I just I know I don't really cook very well. I enjoy cooking sometimes. I really have to be in the mood for cooking. Um, but I love watching cooking shows. Like I, I really do like watching chopped. It's, it's one of my favorite shows to watch. Like if I don't really watch TV a lot, to be honest, cause I don't like have cable or anything, but like when I'm, when I'm like at visiting my grandparents and like they're watching chopped, like I really get into it. Cause like there's some, it's really cool to see how like they can kind of just create something out of like the ingredient. I don't know. The ingredients they're given are like, you wouldn't think anything good would come out of it. But I don't know. It's it's always really intense. Is it is it more so because you you enjoy the improv of it? You enjoy the competition of it? You enjoy the intensity of it? Or is it like you just want to see what you can what someone can like MacGyver with some like what 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 makes you like Chopped, for example? I I think it's kind of kind of like a combination of kind of of all of the above because like I, I think the improv and their ability to create something f- delicious from what seemingly would not be considered delicious um is is always fascinating to watch but i think i think a lot of cooking shows do that like a lot of cooking shows can show you how to make good things out of Mm. what might be considered bad but i think with chopped in particular um the the competition fact i mean i i just i for one love competition um i always have um whether i'm competing or whether i'm watching competition it's it's always entertaining to me and I, i love the idea of you know not only challenging yourself to be better for yourself but challenging yourself to beat someone else is just you know a fascinating thing for me um and i I think chop does a really good job of combining those two aspects and then of course you know it is in the end at the end of the day like a reality kind of show in the sense that they're going to put dramatic music and effects and things like that but i think they do it really well no i i agree and like you know that's the reason why you know this stuff is on you know has as many seasons as as it does like chop does because it's oh it sells it's exciting and people enjoy watching it I will say though too with me when it, I haven't watched a ton of cooking shows. I have seen some some episodes of Chopped, but I uh, um I just haven't you know gotten way into it. But I really do enjoy I enjoy cooking, so I've I've enjoyed like honestly most of my for you page on TikTok is a lot of like cooking recipes, and whether it's like <laughs> like a, like whether it's ASMR cooking or if it's just a uh. Uh, just like figuring out some recipes like for example i made a recipe today that was um from tiktok it was hawaiian hawaiian rolls french toast that sounds interesting oh it's amazing it is so amazing if you I like actually french... uh, oh go ahead sorry sorry go i was ahead. gonna say if you like french toast and you like hawaiian rolls i mean it's just like sweet bread that is you know cinnamon up you know i feel like i would love that for sure yeah. i actually did a tiktok recipe um for uh my for father's day that's what it was um because i went in and kind of visited my family and stuff and it was uh a queso dip a smoked queso dip um, sounds amazing with what was it three or four different cheeses spicy sausage in there jalapenos uh and it was like in a cast iron and you like cook it in the oven for like an hour and stuff like that and kind of like stir and mix it oh it was fantastic um, it sounds I, fantastic. I actually I have a Google Drive link where someone has been saving TikTok videos for cooking, and they posted in there as like a recipe book, and they made it public for everybody. Oh, and I was what very thankful for that. That is the best. I can definitely send that over your way. You, you should because that <laughs> that that would be amazing. Um, have you have you seen the um the girl on TikTok that she uh, calls it her only pans? No, I haven't. That sounds oh, cool. She is though. hilarious. Um, she does Only like pants? you know innuendos and euphemisms with everything with like the cooking and stuff. But the way she, I don't know. I I love watching her stuff. She like she gives like accurate good things to like make and you know it looks delicious. But like yeah, she calls it her only pans. And so she's like, "Are you feeling hungry today?" And like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's 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 comedy. You know, it's a right. gimmick, but right. it's really but enjoyable it, to watch. But it, it sells, yeah. But it like you know it, it inspires the brain, inspires the soul. It does, oh, and man. it sets her apart because there's a lot of cooking, cooking uh, channels on TikTok for sure. Kobe, I'm gonna change the topic just a hair. Good. 
and I want to see, I wanted to kind of make it a little bit more of a serious conversation real quick. So makes me think, because I don't know if we've actually had this conversation verbatim, like directly asking you or directly asking me. And it is fun while we don't have a guest to kind of ask, you know, questions that people, you know, uh, like Becca Bearden were, were curious about. So what would you define as success for yourself or for just in general, I guess? So I think, I think success in general, um, I, I, I can't, I don't consider myself able to define that because I, I think success is really, I think there's like a societal view of success um, mm. in the sense of like, you know, if you're able to, you know, have money, you know, do the things you want to do, kind of that freedom. Um, and I think that's kind of like a general, a general view of it. Um, but I think for me personally, success is more, more of like an internal thing um, mm. because and I, I've so like growing up, I, I my my family is like kind of like middle class, lower middle class, that kind of area. Um, so like I've never like there's been times where like we struggled for money, but at the same time, my parents did a really good job of like you know allowing us to have things and experience things growing up. Like I remember when I got a PlayStation Two, and like I was just blown out of the water. I, the first game I played was ATV Off Road Fury. That's a great um, game. A quality game. All of those were so good. Um, but like, so like, I guess for me personally, I, I haven't had, I have been fortunate enough to not have to struggle financially growing up. Um, there's been times in adulthood that I have, um, but not to the extent of where like I knew that I, or I didn't know if I had help or not. Um, Mm. and so I've been fortunate with that. And, but I, I think that kind of like plays into my view of success to where in the sense that it is more internal for me. Um, and it's more of like, am I happy with with not only where I'm at, um, but with where I'm kind of moving forward. Um, because I, I think when it comes to like happiness and success, um, it's very easy for people to kind of get caught up in the moment of it. Like, am I happy right now? Um, and I, I think while that's a very important thing, it's like, am I happy right now? Am I successful right now? Do I consider myself successful right now? It's also equally as important, if not more, to see where you're kind of moving forward. Um, because mm. this, this is like, I see this a lot with like fitness quotes and stuff like that, where the idea that if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, there is no such thing as staying stagnant. Um, and, and I think for me personally, and again, I can't speak to everyone else. But I think for me personally, that's, that's the same way that I view, you know, success and what what I want to achieve for myself is that I, I just want to keep progressing. I want to keep moving forward, improving where I can you know, um, I don't have like a family right now, so there's, you know, no way for me to like improve and be a better father or something like that. Cause I don't have a kid, but improving in the sense that like, Hey, if I want a family one day, then I want to make sure that I'm going to be kind of the best that I can for my future family. Um, and I want to be the best that I can for myself. And then, um, you know, things like that with, uh, with my faith as well. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian as well. Um, like, you know, improving in that, their area of my life as well. And so I think with, that's my, with, you know, without rambling too much, I think that's kind of my view of success is um, where, where am I going and am I happy with the direction that my life is headed? And if I, if I'm happy with how it's headed and the rate at which I'm improving, then I would consider myself successful. That's amazing. I love that. I think that was a very good, good way to explain it too and i really uh really really enjoyed the you know positional statement you said there where you're like hey like you know we're middle class i didn't have to worry about you know money in that kind of sense or you know and when i did i i it wasn't as you know uh stressful as as it could have been and whatnot and so like i think because i really do think that 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 particular element does play a huge part part into it as well as does you know you know like ethnicity race you know like gender all, all those different things i think all play to that right but at Absolutely. the same time um uh i uh it being you know internal like that is a really uh, powerful thing too because you know like it's not it's not uh it's good to have those kind of like personal conversations with yourself in that sense and where you you know want to be how you want to do it and so forth, you know, and it's, uh, 
I don't know. I really enjoyed how well you articulated that. That was awesome. I appreciate that. And I, I will say that that's, that's more of a recent thing for me. Um, mm. Typically, like for, for most of my life, success has been more of an external of how are others perceiving me. And if other, others are perceiving me as successful, then I consider myself successful. Um, and it's really only in the past like year, year and a half, couple years that I would say that it's kind of been shifting more towards like, because I've always been, I've always been a really people pleaser kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not because I still am, you know, I, I love the idea of, you know, making other people happy. Um, and I don't think there's not, there's anything inherently wrong with that, but I think that it gets dangerous when you do that at the sacrifice of your own happiness. Mm. Um, but over the past couple of years, you know, there's been kind of a transition <clears throat> where it's more of, you know, it is trans like more of an internal thing now where it's like, it, am I happy with where I'm at and where I'm moving? Because at the end of the day, you know, you have all these relationships, friends, family, romantic relationships, you have all these people in your life, but at the end of the day, they, they don't make the decisions in your life. Right. And so if, if you let them influence the outcome, then you let them influence the decisions. But if you, if you keep the outcome focused on <clears throat> what you're trying to push towards, then it lets you kind of take more control of the direction. What a brilliant way to say, yeah, that was awesome. There's my, uh, my only piece of wisdom ever. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, David? Trivia of success. <clears throat> oh man. <clears throat> so, you know, I will, I will kind of say, you know, it, similar start to it as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there, there were some moments when, you know, things weren't super great growing up and whatnot. Right. But I always, always had food on the table. It was always really cool. I had, you know, um, uh, you know, I was always able to get, you know, like some of the newer games and different stuff like that, like consoles and different stuff like that. So I was, I like my mom and my, you know, my dad, my dad worked pretty hard. So I, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was more fortunate than most. Um, <clears throat> But when it comes to that too, I know the big thing I used to struggle with regarding success and stuff was so much overthinking and so much um, kind of comparing myself and what I wanted to be or where and having like a trajectory and be like, I want to be here by this age or I want to do this or I want to have a new car or have a, like a house or whatever it is. And then kind of more so as things go and don't, don't get me wrong, I still want to own a house and I, you know, like it is nice having nice things, but mm -hmm. it's kind of gone to the... Um, the approach that things are a lot simpler than you think they are. And this is kind of a more re recent thought that I've had uh, where um, kind of being more free with some of, some of the stuff where it's like, Hey, uh, obviously I'm not saying don't plan out what you're doing. Obviously plan out what you're doing, have, have an idea on what need, needs to happen, but be, but being malleable in the sense where you don't go into things with expectations or you don't have a certain way to, you know, so forth, if that makes sense. But um, we're like, don't be like, oh, this person in my life needs to be this, or I need to be this, or whatever, whatever it is. Understand you got flaws. Understand you know that, and kind of move forward with it. But at at the same time, regarding success, it goes a lot to internal for me as well. I think where it's like, okay, you, I, I have a, you know, I try to hold myself to a standard. And I know where I've had flaws where I have to be like, okay, I got to work on this. So this can, you know, get better, whether it's literally just like cleanliness or whether it's just like taking care of yourself a little bit better, whether it's like consistently getting a haircut as I've struggled with that before, or whether it's like anything like that, just kind of different ways to take care of yourself or different ways where it's like, oh, I got to make sure to work this much or make sure I'm saving this much or make sure I'm doing doing these kind of kind of things but having an idea and where you want to be where it's like hey don't quite know how i'm going to get there it doesn't really matter you know at the moment how just knowing that there's a constant progression towards it while maintaining relationships while maintaining good character while maintaining what it means to be a good person trying to attempt to do that yeah absolutely know? but um and you were saying, you know, how you don't have to work on stuff like, you know, being like a father at the moment, which is cool, right? It is cool. But it is cool to also kind of gain knowledge on these things because I'm sure you have a perspective on it, you know, 
from how just seeing other people you're like oh that's a good way to do it or that's a bad way to do it and just kind of like obtaining information as it goes you know and being like all right maybe in this situation if it comes up i might be ready or i might not be ready but absolutely i think that that's that's beautiful um i and i think you know you said like things as far as like just taking care of yourself like you know getting consistent haircut or like cleanliness and stuff like that and i think with um and i don't know if this is like transitioning into more of like a i don't want to say it's like a motivational thing but like i I mean i've read it in books and stuff you know like it's a lot a lot of it's with growth and stuff like that it's it's a visual it is like Mm, once you once you develop the habits of you know, I need to do this to, I need to hold myself to this standard. And once it becomes a habit to hold yourself to that standard, then it's less of a chore and more of uh, something that just kind of happens. Um, yeah. Right. Instead of it being a chore, it should, one of these things is it's like what, what, whatever it is, you should want to improve yourself, I think. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not, that's easier said than dying. Cause I know there's a lot of different things, different, different variables and people can get in different head spaces that yeah, are really absolutely. difficult to get out of for sure. But it is, um, when, when you kind of get like on, on, on a roll with it, I don't know. I think it's more about, cause there is motivation, which is really cool. But also I think a lot of the stuff is like discipline where it's like, all right, I got to make sure I, you know, I do certain things because those things will stack up. And if you don't do them, they'll stack up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, and, uh, whether, and I don't know, like you said, like some of those things really do make you, um, make you feel better like you know mentally and physically and all that and it's it's really interesting i mean it's the little things you know like the days that i make my bed i feel a little bit more accomplished than the days i don't make yeah my bed, right know? exactly um so i think it is those little things and so i think so i i worked a job before that um to be honest was not a very good job it was <laughs> very cultish looking back but uh, it was like a sales <laughs> job in Dallas. Um, it was very cultish. A lot of things cool. I disagreed with. One thing that I really, really liked that I, I listened to one of the people that was mentoring me um, was that when it comes to like growth and like improving, you know, whether it's improving your ability to do a job or improving your education or like improving your ability to be, I don't know, be more personable with people, you know, uh, when it comes to like growth and improving, it's not always a, a lateral, a lateral movement. Like a lot of people think, Hey, um, like I'm here right now by this point, I should be here, but mm. that's not always how it works. Sometimes it's more of like an exponential thing where like, you know, you might start out slower and like, so with my current job, I'm, I'm in sales, right? And it took a while for me to actually like figure out kind of, you know, how to talk to people, how to, cause I mean, at the, starting out, I'm, I'm kind of an introverted person most of the time. And so it was a learning curve for me, A, to kind of put myself out there, but B, also learn to kind of figure out what people actually need um, and what, you know, what they're looking for, how I can help them, that kind of thing. And it's, it's kind of like an exponential growth thing in the sense that it starts out slower, but once you hit a certain point, you, you start learning a little bit more rapidly. And so I, I think that kind of, you know, affects more than just work. I, I think that kind of affects growth in a lot of different areas. Um, and again, I know uh, going back to what you said, there's like a lot of, a lot of factors that go into it. Um, but I think that's something that kind of helps me or has helped me in the past of looking at it of, Oh, if I'm not right here, then I can't, it doesn't mean that I'm failing if I don't reach a certain point by a preset deadline in my head, because a, that deadline is ultimately arbitrary. Um, mm. That's just something that I'm giving myself. But B, that doesn't mean that I'm not improving. And as long as there's at least a one percent better change in the stuff in the stuff that I'm trying to improve in, then it's still improvement. Absolutely, yeah. That that is a really really good way to put it as well. And don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm not saying that that it's not good to have deadlines or set goals. No, if if, if that's if that's that's a way to like help you manifest whatever you're trying to manifest or whatever it is. I'm all, I'm all for it. That's I mean, awesome. We had deadlines for this podcast, you know? Yeah. And it was nice to be able to hit those. Oh, it was. That felt really good, honestly, because that was one of those. And now that we're just kind of getting the ball rolling on it, it feels good. It feels good being able to have something like, like this to creatively do each week. Right. But it does. It um, does. 
Well, and I think, you know, I think that kind of speaks on it. Like we, you know, we struggled for a while to hit that first one. We were yeah. like, hey, we need to plan this out. We need to get our first episode going. And then we hit the first episode and then I kind of feel like we've just been rolling with it afterwards, you know? Like I agree. We're, I mean, obviously there's a lot of areas that, you know, we're going to improve the more we do it and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed kind of the progression that we've had episode to episode. I agree. And, and, and it's cool being kind of like reflective on it. This is just kind of meta talking about like our podcast in the middle of the podcast, but it is, like, it is isn't it? it? But it is it's interesting to kind of see how, you know, those conversations happen, you know, post recording and stuff where, where, where we're like, okay, what could we have done better here and there and whatnot? And it's kind of now like now. So, and I'm no, I'm sure 10 episodes from now is going to feel completely different than this one will. Right. But like, it is uh, interesting to see, um, I don't know. I have a different way that I approach it than I've approached episode zero. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think that's interesting. I think that's cool. And I think that is just like, I don't know what I was hoping for. It's cool. Kind of being able to constantly tinker with it and constantly, you know, as we were going to their previous conversation, be able to constantly tinker with, with yourself and kind of work with like how you, uh, how people are trying to, you know, grow and develop however it might, might be. It is. It is. And I, you know, to, to those of you, to those of you listening, um, kind of like just piggybacking off of, off of what we talked about, you know, what, how, how would you define success? You know, um, actually, you know what we should do? We should make an Instagram post about that. Ooh, that how would, would be you cool. define success? And that way people can uh, follow us at, hold on one second. Let me get to it. Oh, oh, oh. Stall for me, David. Stall for me. <laughs> I'm panicking. I don't know what to do. Possibly uh, a scrub. underscore rambling. I was about to do a scrub daddy thing. Were, go ahead. Were, actually, please go ahead. I want to hear the scrub daddy plug. Uh, scrub daddy, it has come to our attention that we still have yet to receive our uh, sponsorship from you. Um, as a regular user of scrub daddy, uh, um, my partner has the scrub mommy and the scrub daddy, and whenever I clean dishes, my goodness, does it work so well and so effectively, and and I don't know the exact price for it, but on Target, I think it's three twenty four, maybe two ninety nine, maybe three ninety nine. I actually forget, but very reasonable price for sponge. And I know some of the other ones may be a little cheaper, but those are so effective and so good and so clean. And uh, and I would really um, I'm manifesting the sponsorship, but I'm also manifesting cleaner dishes for everyone who's listening. And uh, if you want a serotonin experience for your for your dish cleaning experience. Scrub Daddy's the way to go, or Scrub Mommy. Thank you. This is this is not yet. First off, snaps for that, but this is not yet a paid ad. <laughs> but in the future, this will be a paid ad. So get it, get it while it's hot. Get on the the early hype train for that. Um, Instagram possibly underscore rambling. So make sure that you follow us there. Or if you go to possiblyrambling.com and you go to the contact us page. It has all of our social links. <gasps> We've only posted on Instagram, but it doesn't matter. Follow all of them anyways. <gasps> you know, I, yeah. I, we, work, we worked what? A solid, I don't know how long we worked on that website. Not not really that long, to be honest, but. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty damn cool, pretty, pretty damn cool website. Cracks me up. Um, but yeah, we will, we can, we can definitely put an Instagram post out there. Uh, to see to get more interaction you know uh yeah i want to hear from you guys uh so far i've had think we've had three people email in we've had ryan email in talking how he didn't talk about kobe bryant whoever that guy is <laughs> uh, we had caleb mosley email in saying that he is our ninth favorite or we are his ninth favorite podcast but we're not enemies with him yeah so, yeah he's gotta go down so you hear that caleb yeah caleb um, and then we've had Becca email in and with insight about, you know, success, which kind of spurred our entire conversation today. So we're going to have to get Becca on the podcast. We are. We are. Definitely Becca Bearden, if you're listening. It's it's happening. It's, it's out gonna, there. The invitation is out there. We will hit you up. We will. We will. David, David, David. Kobe. Got some news Williams. for us about that time oh man somehow already how it's about 706 p.m oh man august 3rd august 3rd that's crazy 
That's crazy. Yo, next time we record this, the the Kanye West album's going to be out. That's going to be cool. And the first game, the first preseason game will have already happened too for the NFL. There's a lot that's of cool things. Gonna be, that's going to be, you know, I don't even, I have not been paying attention. I don't even know who the Patriots play for their, for, in the preseason. Like, I don't oh, know the preseason I have schedule. no idea who, who, who the Cowboys are playing in the preseason. I just know that, like, games are happening, and that's kind of cool. Sometimes I forget that you're a Cowboys fan, but it makes sense. Um, but I'm going to bring that up on some on some future episodes. I got some interesting <laughs> talks about that. I, um, I understand. We, we we you know I've 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 taken I've taken heat my whole life. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you heat for it. Um, as a Patriots fan that lives in Texas, I've have gotten plenty of heat. Trust me. Um, I'm yeah. not gonna give you heat for it. I just want to get your thoughts on some things. Oh, that makes sense. But until then, I'm afraid. I guess we might have to end abruptly. That would be crazy. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Um, at, at what point, you know, does it get too old? Like, is no, it, is I, it episode three? Is it episode 30? Like, when do we just stop?